around the nation and around the world. Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Indeed, we are in the midst of getting ready for Christmas. Uh, if you're still shopping, God bless you. Bear with the patience on the lines uh, at these department stores and retail stores. If you are settled up and ready to go for Christmas, congratulations on doing it in a month, less than a month, as we all know, Thanksgiving uh, was, well, less than a month than Christmas, so a little different this year. But tonight on Keep It Real with Alexander Garrett, or this morning, if you will, uh, and we'll have a Saturday sit down later, but I had some stuff to get off my chest today. Today on my podcast, I am conducting what is called Upon Further Review. Yes, we have a lot to review. First of all, end-of-year health review conducted today and uh, with my great urologist. And she said, things are great with my one kidney, so God bless that. Uh, your prayers, if you did do them uh, with me and try and get health insurance, have been answered, as I will be insured in 2020 with the right doctors in tow. So... Like I say, after further review, things are pretty good. After further review. That's right. Now, we we have another thing to review because I've done this a couple times before. I've actually given Joe Biden credit where his credit is due. And this time, I'm going to give him credit for something that really went trendy last night from the debate stage in uh, California. A little kid who says, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't talk. What, what do I do? Now, on the face of it, that does seem pretty bizarre. A lot of people, including the D.C. examiner, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who did apologize today, and I'll tell you why, thought this was Biden mocking kids who stutter. Of course, he had a stuttering problem. But, after further review, we learn that there was a bigger story than that eight-second soundbite. Take a listen to Biden last night in the fully explained, really beautiful way Biden says he still stays in touch with those around him. As me can tell you, there's not one line I go through. I don't have at least a half a dozen people come up and hug me and say, can you help me? I just lost my daughter 10 days ago. Can you help me? Tell me I'm going to be okay. Can you help me? I just lost. I, I'm, and they go and lay out their problems. My wife and I have a call list of somewhere between 20 and 100 people that we call at least every week or every month to tell them I'm here. I give them my private phone number. They keep in touch with me. A little kid who says, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't talk. What, what, what do I do? I have scores of these young women and men who I keep in contact with. And the reason I give everyone here a gift is they want to do something. And so, I mean, that is just remarkable. And it's probably one of the more genuine moments I've seen from any candidate and any president. Because he really showed the side of his household 
that many, like myself, who call him creepy for rubbing shoulders with another man's wife and, you know, and <coughs> and doing all these different things. And then the Hunter Biden disaster. At least on the debate stage last night, we saw a genuine Joe Biden. And that was hitting me really hard. And I wrote about this at medium.com uh, today as well, or on Friday. Um, the fact of the matter is, we all should have a call list. You see a 2020, uh, you see a commercial in 2019 in the last couple of years of a man who's sitting there by himself at the dinner table on the holiday season. Grandfather, father, it, it's really depressing. However, that is why we all need a call list. Because there are those that we might not think about that really need to hear from us. And I think if we were on people's call list, we would feel a certain satisfaction knowing that, yes, outside of this podcast, outside of this bubble, there are those that truly care for you and take time for you. But I think you only get that if you reciprocate and take your time out for others. But let's not poke fun at this. This is a very underestimated commentary. Because what last night showed is everybody wants to be a bully against everybody else. People thought Biden was being a bully toward kids who stutter. And I think that in and of itself was bullying because you didn't hear the full story. You didn't hear the full context. DC Examiner. You didn't hear the full context, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. God love you. And to me, I do wish when I was younger I had a healthier call list. Because I know what it's like to be different. I know what it's like to not want to turn to anyone and be shy about it and open up about whatever's going on in your life. Like these kids who stutter do. And... uh it's just it's just tough to be different and 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 not <laughs> it's just important especially this time of year that we have that call list that person even if it's one person to go to to know that you matter obviously Joe and and Jill Biden have a lot of people they keep in mind. And a call list is something I've never heard a president ever say. You know, and and we're talking about different and people who are trying to find someone like Joe Biden to talk to. I've been reminded for the last two days. Did you see how Trump mocked that Times reporter? Well, I did. It happened a few years ago on the campaign trail. And yeah, it disgusted me. And still does. But if you don't know, I roll a blade around the city on one leg. And I, I am starting to believe 
people want to remind me of that by bringing up that moment when I say, I support some stuff Trump does. And uh, the call has brought up a lot of other stuff, which you can read in Medium. It's not easy to talk about because I was talking with Gabriella, my girlfriend, last night about it. I almost cried at the kitchen counter because it did stir up a lot of different things, like being shoved in a locker in seventh grade. Um, And I used to not want to talk about that, but something with what Biden was trying to accomplish last night struck a chord with me that, yeah, we all need someone to talk to. For me, it did often feel like a pillow at night because I didn't want to open up to anybody. And I wouldn't want to be more than just the external Yankee giant sports talk, whatever. Because I always just shouldered off the rest of the stuff going on. But I've had caps hit off my head. I'm serious. This is... And I've had that. I was stuffed in a locker in high school. I mean, I don't, I, I'm still friends with the kids in high school, but it was not easy. And it's amazing that Joe Biden, of all people, you know, the one who's supposed to be corrupt, the one who's supposed to have a son that was corrupt, really got my nerves, got to my nerves with that one line because being different is awesome. You don't stand with the pack. You stand out from the pack. But being different has its... Well, and being different and putting yourself out there. That's the other thing. There are many that do want to hide in the shadows because they are ashamed of who they are. I'm not one of them. I'm very proud to roll a blade on one leg. I'm very proud to support Trump on many different things. And like this Times reporter who was very proud to write anti-Trump stuff, it's going to sound horrible what I'm about to say, but he had that coming. When you put yourself in the public eye, you have whatever people want to say coming to you. Is it right? No. But is it also right to play victim for weeks on end? No. You just bear your head down and write more articles and keep on pushing through. And and by the way, the same people that bring up the whole oh he mocked his able reporter, they ruthlessly will attack me because of my Trump supporting views. And you know what I say to that? Well, I don't care. But also it's just funny how they say, Oh look how he mocks a disabled person yet you can't handle another disabled person's viewpoint. I'll drop the mic right then and there because it's Saturday. I want to enjoy the rest of the day. I've got some very cool interviews coming up. And it's Christmas, the weekend before Christmas. I'm going to relax, sit back, try not to get into politics the rest of the weekend because it'll drive me nuts. This impeachment process has driven me nuts. Now Pelosi doesn't want to hand over the articles. It's just one after the damn other. And I'm tired of it. But I do think, at the end of the day, if we want to be unified, take up Joe Biden's call list idea. Because 
And don't judge an eight-second cut by its cover. Because there was a lot we did uncover. And I hope you did too. I hope you didn't just sit there and retweet like I did for the first ten minutes it broke the one eight-seconder. I really didn't know what was going on, but I decided to viewpoint, and I was corrected. And rightfully so. Because Biden was telling a bigger story. And that bigger story should be a holiday story of connectedness, of Christmas spirit. Be like Joe Biden in that regard. Be personable. Get the call list. And it, it comes at the perfect time, that commentary. Because there's an article saying how angry we've become with the technical revolution and the phone revolution. With everybody on their phone becoming more angry because of they're on their phone and not in person. Well, let's end that and start talking to each other again. It's Christmas time. That's how I used to grow up in Christmas. Don't want to see that tradition. Don't want to see society ruined because of a, of a thing that we used to just want to call people at. I'm Alexander Garrett. After further review, I'll keep it real with Alexander Garrett. Have a great night.